0: hey fam hello 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 family we're gonna get right into this word i was in my prayer time and lord he just dropped this into my spirit as i was praying he said go get his words i'm gonna get his word and god is saying he wants you to present to, to present yourself to him as a living sacrifice and then we go to romans chapter 12 it says a living sacrifice to god And it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So God wants you to come to him and he wants you to present yourself to him as a living and holy sacrifice. You got to say, Lord, make me holy by the cleansing of your blood. God wants you to ask him to remove the things out of you that is not of him so you will be acceptable to him. Remember when Cain was trying to offer his offering to the Lord, but the Lord would not accept it because he seen what was in Cain's heart. Right? And sin was crouching at the door, eager to control Cain. And God is saying, Pray to me so that I will remove these things from you. So. Then I will find your sacrifice pleasing in my sight. Okay? This is truly the way to worship him. I want you to present yourself. Present your body as a living sacrifice. Okay? It says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So God wants you to bring him your heart, right? Because we know in Matthew 6, 21, it says for where the treasure, where your treasures is, there is the desires of your heart. There is your heart. It's not the desires. There will your heart be also. So God is saying, give him your heart. Give him your heart because that you'll find treasure in him. You can't, Put your heart in this world. You can't can't just want these these materialistic things. Because God says there's nothing there. It's empty. It's void. It's not going to do nothing for you. But when you give me your heart, you will find treasure. Mm. God wants you to give him your heart. I'm going to take you somewhere in a second. Let me finish reading this. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you the warning. Don't think you really... You are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with a genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and Keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace and with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God for the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. The Lord just dropped so many gems right there. That is what God wants. He's saying this is what you can start at. This this could be your blueprint for presenting yourself to me. He says, really hear these words. He said, reread this and really absorb in what he is speaking to you. This is what God wants. He doesn't want you to pay back evil with more evil, but he wants you to conquer evil by doing good. So in order to do this, you got to keep praying. You Remember, he said, continue praying. Keep on praying. You got to be in fellowship with God. Because there's there's traps and there's snares every day for you to fall into to try to make you stumble or or. Just make it hard for you. But when you are praying and you are constantly in fellowship with God, he will keep on pouring you with good things. He will keep on pouring you with his splendor. He'll keep on pouring you with his glory. But God is saying you got to come to him. Present yourself to me today as a living sacrifice, says the Lord. That's what he's saying. So I want to take you to Joel. Y'all know I like to call him Joel. But Joel chapter 2. And, um, one thing the Lord, he been saying to me since child, this was like last week. So let me give you a little big story. So I'm riding down the street and where I live in, I could see the smoke that was in the air, right? The mad smoke in the air from that fire, from the fires and like mad stuff's been on fire, child, mad stuff's been on fire around where I live in, right? So, um, When I was driving down the street, the Lord just kept on bringing Joel 2 back to me. He kept on saying the remnant is rising because all I could see in the air was smoke, right? So I just been sitting on it and God, he like brought it to me last night and I knew that today I was going to have to get his word, okay? It's more to this word that needs to be given, but I'm going to bring you what the Lord is telling me to give you today, child. So it says the locusts invade like an army. Sound the trumpet in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It is day of darkness and gloom. A day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn spreading across the mountain, a great mighty army appears. Nothing like it has been seen before or will ever be seen again. Fire burns in front of them and flames follow after them. Ahead of the then the land lies as beautiful as the garden of Eden behind them is nothing but des- desolation not one thing escapes they look like horses they charge forward like war horses look at them as they leap along the mountain tiles. listen to the noise they make like the rum the rumbling of chariots like the roar of fire sweeping across the field of stubble or like a mighty army moving into battle fear grips all the people every face grows pale with terror the attackers march like warriors and the scale and scale skinny walls like soldiers straightforward they march never breaking rank they never jo- jostle each other each moves in exactly the right position they break through defense defenses without ma- missing a stick i'm sorry girl. i read in the day They swarm over the city and run along its walls. They enter all the houses, climbing like these through the windows. The earthquakes as they advance and the heavens trembles. The sun and moon grow dark and the stars no longer shine. The Lord is at the head of the column. He leads them with a shout. This is the mighty army and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? Okay, the day of the Lord is upon us, child. And I was just, like, as I was driving down the street, it was just so smoky in the air. And, like, the way God was just bringing it to me, like, child, the remnant is rising. That's why you're seeing this smoke. The day of the Lord is upon us. Like, that's what's happening. And that is why God is telling you to present your body as a living sacrifice to him. Because the time is coming Indeed, is here now. Where the day of the Lord is upon us. Okay, so let me keep on reading because the next thing is a call to repentance. This is why the this is why the Lord says, "Turn to me now, while there is time. Give me your hearts." Wasn't we just talking about giving God your heart? He says, "Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead." You got to ask God to to make you into a new creation. You got to ask God to transform you by changing the way you think. Just ask God to do it. He will not rebuke you for asking, and be ready to. Re- Seed. Listen, the the parable of the farmer carrying, um, scattering the seeds. Right, it talks about the different seeds and how when God's word goes amongst like the thorns and the thistles and when the the word goes through the footpath and how like the word will get taken from you and how the enemy will be sitting there and he'll be waiting to snatch the word back from you or the cares of his life be ready to snatch the word back from you but you got to ask God to be good soil so when God's word goes into your spirit you absorb it and it begins to create an abundance in your heart okay Ask God to make you good, fertile soil. So as you are getting the seeds planted in you, you you reap a harvest of God's word. You are literally the dust of the earth. And as I'm speaking to you, I'm planting seeds in you, the seeds of the kingdom. But you have to guard it. Even if the gates of hell come up against you after this word, they want to take these seeds from you that I am dropping in your spirit. But you got to ward that thing out. You got to thug that thing out, okay? Don't let this be taken from you. You present your body as a living sacrifice. Even if you, you get off of here and you fall, you get back up. You repent and you ask God to help you. You ask God to deliver you. Don't let, don't be tricked out your spot, okay? I had did a Bible study last week and it talked about God saying a lot of his people will give up their birthright for some stew because they hungry now. Because you hungry now, you'll give up your birthright for some soup, for some stew, Child, what do you got to give up your birthright for? Do you understand who your God is? You don't have to settle for these little things just because you're hungry right now. But trust God that he will perform a miracle in your life. We serve the God who, who fed a multitude by two fish and five loaves. And God is saying he will do that in your life if you receive him. God don't don't want you just to be walking around Looking like you're grieving, but God wants you to eternally be grieving and come to Him with a with a broken heart. He wants to comfort you. But you cannot try to, to remain the same and one God, too. You can't do that. You gotta let God make you into a new creation. You cannot. Be of this world and be like, okay, well I can have Jesus too. No, friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. You gotta be ready to lay it all down at His feet, family. And I'm telling you something that I myself has to do. I still do it. It's still things that the Lord be like, get that to me too, and I be like, all right, Lord. Does it get easier? Yeah. In the beginning, is it gonna be hard? yeah because you're becoming a new creature you're uncomfortable because you don't know what to expect but that's why you got to trust God that's why you got to have faith we don't we don't walk by by sight we walk by faith we don't walk y'all you know what I'm trying to say we walk by faith and not by sight child that's what I'm trying to say so you can't concentrate on what it looks like but you just got to follow him and you're going into some territory you've never even imagined. You didn't even know these things existed that God is about to do in your life. But you got to trust him along the way. Present your body today as a living sacrifice. Come to him with your heart broken and, and torn open. Let God heal you. Let him transform you. Let him put you back on that potter's wheel and begin to spin you and shape you and mold you. Because that's what my God wants to do. Return to the Lord, your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve, send you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you will see, be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord, your God, as before. Blow the rams horn in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, and even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private rooms. Let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room to the temple and the altar. Let them pray. Spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possessions become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel less them? This is something serious. This is something serious. This is something serious. And I'm repeating it because I need you to understand that this is something serious. I'm not just on here reading you Joel chapter 2, just just to entertain you. No, this is what God is saying. This is on his mind. This is on his heart. This is what he wants. And this is going to happen. It's not a time to play, but it's a time to get right. It's not a time to be given into your distractions. You got to put to death every sinful, selfish thing that is lurking within you. And you got to pick up your cross and you have to carry it. That's the times that we are living in. You got to put to death all the evil things lurking within you, all the simple things, all the selfish things. You got to give God every part of your life. And you got to say, Lord, you be Lord over it. You really got to let him be Lord over your life. Mm. The Lord's promise of restoration. Is, then the Lord will pity his people and jealously, jealously guard the honor of his land. The Lord will reply, look, I am sending you grain and new wine and olive oil enough to satisfy your needs. You will no longer be an object of mockery among the surrounding nations. Excuse me. I will drive away these armies from the north. I will send them into the parched wastelands. Those in the front will be driven into the Dead Sea. And those at the rear in the Mediterranean. The stench of their rotting bodies will rise over the land. The Lord is saying he's going to deal with your enemies. He's going to deal with your enemies. And you're not going to have to worry about them. You're going to have peace. Peace will be your portion. But you got to. Be willing to present yourself a living sacrifice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, O Lamb. Be glad now and rejoice for the Lord has done great things. See, right now you got to get into a posture of thanks right now. You got to get in a posture of gratitude right now. And thank God for what he has done. We praise God without even seeing him move because we know it's already done. So I can stand boldly in the presence of God and praise him for what I know is to come because I know it's going to come because of the God that I serve because I know who my father is so Start having a heart of gratitude towards God now as you are presenting your body a living sacrifice. Say, Lord, I thank you for taking away these things that don't serve you. I thank you for taking away the things that, that are displeasing to you. I thank you for giving me a new life. I thank you for giving me purpose. I thank you for giving me gifts, Lord. I thank you. You got to thank him. Okay. Um, Don't be afraid, you animals of the field. For the wilderness pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with fruit. Fig trees and grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Once more, the autumn rains will come, as well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain, and the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. The Lord says, I will give you back what, the, what you lost to the swarming locust, to the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the cutting locust. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. God is saying he is, he is ready to give you back what you have lost. He is ready to give you the beauty for your ashes. He is ready to give back. When God takes a thing away, it's only to bless you with what he wanted you to have. A lot of you are holding on to the counterfeit thing, but God is saying if you would give it up for me you will you will see how how beautiful I will make this situation. You ever see that picture of that little girl, and she has that little teddy bear. It's like a a cartoon picture. And then it's the picture of what, like, it's supposed to be Jesus. And he got a bigger teddy bear behind his back. And he's telling the little girl to give it to him. But he's like, she's like, but I love it, Lord. But he got, like, a bigger one. Like, that's what God is doing. I see God. He He got what you are looking for right behind his back. And he's saying, just hand that to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. And as soon as you hand it to him, he's going to show you what is yours. And you are going to be mind boggled about how good he is. How thoughtful he is. See, when God does a thing, when he blesses a person, he adds no sorrow to it. So God is sitting there and he's so detailed about how he does things. And he knows you so well that he 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 tailor he fits. He tailor makes this gift just for you. Can't nobody have what God giving you because God has made it tailor me. It's specifically for you. So it's a perfect fit. Okay, I want you to know that it's a perfect fit for you. You just have to surrender what you think is yours to God. Say, Lord, every part of my life, every every part of my life that does not serve you, that is not of you, Father God, remove it. Is that a prayer that that, that you will be like peeking your eye while you praying? again? Yeah. Are you going to lose some things? Probably. Is some things not going to go your way? Most likely. But what you are going to gain is far more than what you feel like you're losing. Okay? Don't tell the Lord. I take my hands off and I surrender. And as God begins to take the things away from you, understand. Come back to this word. I pray that my voice or the voice of the Holy Spirit just reminds you that it's all for your good. Is preparing you. is pruning you for what God has for you. It says, once again, you will have all the food you want and you will praise the Lord, your God, who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people, Israel, that I am the Lord, your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. Mm. The Lord promises of his promise of his, his spirit. Then, after doing all these things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will become dark, and the moon will turn blood red before the great and terrible day of the Lord arise. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved from the on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. For some on Mount Zion in Jerusalem will escape. Just as the Lord has said, these who be among the survivors, these will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. Child, sometimes my read and be off, so forgive me. (laughs) But um, I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to let you go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just want to thank you, Father God. I want to thank you that you are willing to just save us, Lord, to be our true savior, Father God. I thank you for w- being willing to be Lord over our lives, Lord. I thank you that you remove things that do, don't do bear fruit in our lives, Father God. And I thank you for pruning the things in our life that does bear fruit, Lord, even so it can even bear more fruit, Lord. And I just thank you. Lord, I'm praying for your child receiving this word, Lord. I pray that she begins to submit to you and present her body as a living sacrifice, Lord. I pray that you cleanse her and wash her by your blood, Lord. And and by her reading your word, Lord, she becomes a new creation in you, Father God. I pray that she is the head and not the tail. And that she will always remain above and never beneath, Lord. Father God, I'm just praying, Lord, that she presents her heart to you and you begin to shape it and mold it and give her a new heart, Lord. Place a new spirit in her, Father God, as you promised in Ezekiel that you would do, that you would give us a new heart and a new spirit that is willing to please you, Father God. I pray that over your child, Father God. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that you do strip us, Father God, but it's for our good. Mm and i pray that your daughter just receives this word i pray that she just begins to submit everything to you father and lord i pray that everything in her life that does not bear fruit is removed lord so the things that do bear fruit have room to grow father god and lord i just <clears throat> sorry i just want to thank you once more father god for everything that you do everything that we just we don't even see that you do father god i thank you All the things that you are keeping us from, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your no, Lord, because your no is so powerful, Lord. Even though we can't understand it, Lord, I thank you for being a good father. And you are still just good like you're just still you still going to just do the right thing Lord no matter how much we flip out we cry we scream we throw tantrums Lord you stay firm because you know what's best for us Father and I just thank you and I want to just give your name all the glory honor and praise Lord you take it all because I don't want it and it's in your name that I pray it's in the mighty name of Jesus amen family I'm going to let you go, okay? And I just want you to go spend time in the presence of God and just tell the Lord, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. And watch what God does for you. Watch how he shows up for you. Watch how he redeems you. Watch how you see him move in your life. You're going to see the hand of God moving in your life, child. You're going to see his hand just as clearly as they saw the, the hand that was writing on the wall in Daniel, child. You're going to see his hand that clearly in your life. God is going to make it very evident that he is with you. And he has never left you nor forsaken you. And everything that you that the enemy thought was for your bad, it was just a setup for your comeback for your good, okay? And I, I'm speaking that over you. Mm, okay? So, I love you so, 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 much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.